Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DM on the stuff that matters. Good morning, Lawsy. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay. I'm doing I'm doing all right. Um we wanted to address guys, I think, first up on this uh Kick Pod before we get into this amazing chat with Jessie. Um, we wanted to obviously address and acknowledge the current news um, that's going on all around the world at the moment that's surrounding the protests and riots after the tragic death of um, George Floyd in the US. Yes, and that's why our special shares this week will be, um, I suppose, mm. we're not going to do them. At Kiki, we are committed to doing better and we know issues that are being highlighted currently affect our community locally and globally mm. and we're having really important conversations internally around how we can support not only right now, which is really important, mm. but consistently, which we also think is, is even more important totally. from now onwards as this is not a new issue and racial injustices exist around us all the time, every single day. And if you do have any feedback for us, we'd love to learn more and hear from you. So please do email us at hello at keepitcleaner.com.au or reach out on social media. Yeah, we're currently reading everything we can and letting uncomfortable information truly set in. Um, we encourage all of you guys to do this same and yeah we're open for for that feedback but also any um books or podcast recommendations or even people that we could follow um that you guys would recommend that we could learn from that would be greatly appreciated yeah and then and we can use that platform to share that as well Mm -hmm. so now for today's podcast who have we got so today we are so excited for this kick pod and we know a lot of you are as well because when we recorded with this particular guest we got a lot of dms very excited so we have the incredible chessie king now i've been following chessie for a few years now and something i really admire is how raw and relatable her content is she's honest and open and she's not only incredible at embracing herself but she's also incredibly supportive of many other women she also uses her platform to truly support and celebrate everyone and we highly recommend and giving her a follow. She's also written a book, Be Your Own Best Friend, which we both cannot wait to get our hands on after hearing what can be expected. We hope you love getting to know Chessie as much as we did. Hello, Chessie. Good morning for me and good evening for you two. <laughs> We're the other side of the world. Yes. Coming from the other side of the world, this is quite incredible. We're, we're so excited to have you on. It's so nice to see your face. It's um, Steph played me all your voice notes that you were sending us about organising the podcast. I just love that you don't reply in text. Like you I send loved this it. beautiful voice note. Yeah. yeah, it made us smile every time. Oh, I just can't bring myself, especially, especially because we're not seeing each other in real life, like as in anyone at the moment. I can't bring myself to text. Like my thumbs literally are like, no, like my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like because you never never know like someone's tone you can never tell how they're saying it so I always voice note and you must be like god Chessie's like leaving me no, <laughs> no I love I honestly we've really loved it and, and, and I've oh. been the same um more so with um I think I've I've never called people so much in my life like it's like taking me back to high school when yeah. you just be on the phone with everyone all day um I'm I, I'm the same I'm not really liking texting at the moment and it's probably is because you're not getting that same social interaction so it's like that's it and I feel like yeah. um I've spoken about this to one of my friends I feel and I never really get anxious about like replying to people but I feel like because we're all so 
connected by our phones, I feel like an overwhelming pressure. Like, like I go onto WhatsApp and I'm like, oh, I can't reply. Like, I, it's honestly like, if it, <laughs> honestly, I'm like, I'm not speaking to anyone. But then I think because I'm voice noting, I'm just like having a little chat, even though they're not replying, um, obviously live. Um, I just feel like it's a better way of communicating. And, and Matt and I started off our relationship just voice noting. And he was like, who is this chick that keeps on sending me voice notes? Because he had never used voice note in his life. He was like, because it was like four years ago when like no one really spoke well, apart from calling each other. So yeah, it's my <laughs> I I love how we we've communicated through that. I love that. That's how oh, we've that's so connected. Nice. We actually um when we have our team meetings about the podcast and we were so excited you were coming on. Steph played it to the whole team over Zoom, which was. I was just so no, you know why? We were so I was just so excited by your response. I was like, this is this is oh. amazing. Like she's a guest we've wanted on for so long, and she seems genuinely excited. Oh, you two are so lovely. I just love that you're together. It makes me so happy. It it honestly fills me with joy that we're not on three separate screens. Like Steph and Laura together, and I'm sitting here in <laughs> on my own <laughs> it's fine though it, it's make, it's making up for the lack of like female energy like I'm with Matt 24 7 and a dog that doesn't talk to me and like well, we, we have like a we have a good little relationship but yeah he's he's not the sort of female energy that I need that like brings me on my period or like I feel like that's why I'm late for my period because I haven't seen any females honestly <laughs> You know when you oh, sing. That's so true. It's so true. That's so true. So on that note, how are you going at the moment? You know what? I love, I love this question. How are you going? Because that is so Australian. Like for us, we'll never say how are you going. It's like how are you doing. No, you'd say no. You, 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 you guys would say you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just are you all right? You okay? Um, I'm going. Wait, how do you reply? I'm going good. Or do you just say I'm doing good? <laughs> Going? Okay. How are you? Um, uh, how are you? Yeah. Translation. No, I, you know what? I am. F- I have had a really. It's weird because the past, like, so we've been in lockdown for eight weeks now. And, like, up until this weekend, I have honestly been, like, so. Like, obviously, it's an absolutely devastating situation that we're, that we're in mm. um, for some people that are losing family members and stuff. And I never, ever want to, like, take that away but I have loved the slow pace of life like I have literally embraced like my inner child and I have just adored spending time with Matt spending time with Hugo my dog but this weekend has been really emotional for me and I feel like it was just kind of a build-up because I'm the sort of person to like when I feel something I kind of indulge in that feeling and I just sit with it and I feel it like I'm not I don't just let it like buzz and like it's not mm. one like I say like an emotional extravaganza like I kind of just deal with it then and there but I just Matt and I and I haven't spoken about this on social media yet because I kind of wanted to respect my family and friends mm. and tell them first so they don't find out over Instagram but um Matt and I have decided to postpone our wedding and it's it's weird because I've been trying to help people who have postponed their wedding through like and navigate that whole like what are we going to do? How are we going to celebrate? And I've tried to like encourage them to celebrate the original date and all this. But then when it actually came to me, I was like, oh my God, like this is it. This is, we're, we're postponing it for, well, until next year. And it's, mm. it's a month and a half away. And I think I've just kind of felt all the emotions of almost like I've grieved that day. And it's really weird. Like I went through like 
anger, which I never feel. Like I get, mm. I, I just got really like, I got upset with the whole situation and I'm just not very, um, I'm not very rational. I'm quite irrational. So I was like, let's just get married us two. Let's just do it. Like just us two in a local wherever and let's just get legally married and do the party next year. But Matt's very sensible and he was like, but we really want like the whole thing. We want everyone there. Like my whole wedding dress, all I said was uh, when when we started like building it was, and I'm sure this is the same for both of you because I know both of you got married last year. (laughs) um, I just said, I want to be able to hug people. And that is all I want. I just Mm. want to be able to hug without my boobs slipping out or like anything breaking. (laughs) Like I just want to be able to give the biggest hug to everyone. And my best friend said when I told her, she was like, but Chess, you wouldn't be able to do that right now. And that is like the basis of your wedding. Like just being around people and thriving off energy and just like I just love like both of us our whole lives are just like surrounded by good humans and we wouldn't be able to do that so long long story short we are postponing and I am very I've kind of come to terms with it but I felt all the emotion to get to this point now but I'm good I'm fine I'm going good (laughs) Good. I'm glad I think we've all kind of gone through those roller coaster of emotions and mixed thoughts and everything I think we've also all had a lot of time to sit within our own thoughts and even learn a lot about ourselves have you learned anything about yourselves during this time I've learned that I I'm actually really good at um distracting myself through painting <laughs> I've uh, like I, I was about to say I've learned that I'm good at um creating like splattering my brain onto a canvas and kind of like that is my therapy like some people like talk some people um read and I have been reading quite a lot but I just have found so much joy in just like just getting colors onto a canvas um I've also learned that I I'm actually, uh, like, I'm okay with doing not a lot. I know that sounds really stupid, but, like, my our, our lives in the industry we are in is, like, event, event, event. Then you've got to get into a car to go to this. And there's a, and it's, like, this just, like, I mean, it's, yeah, it, it, you, you, you are everywhere. Like, your brain can't just mm-hmm. be one place. You are literally divided between all these different places in one day. And actually... I'm okay with just doing one thing a day, like going for my one walk a day. I was like, this is amazing. So I, yeah, I'm okay with being slower and quieter. Like Matt, when I'm painting, is like, I have never heard you so quiet in your life. And, <laughs> and, and people don't know me as quiet. So I feel like I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm okay being quiet, like, and slow. And I, and I've actually loved that. What, what have you two learned? I feel like you, you've, you've found, you've explored yourself. Oh, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I have learned that taking things slower, even if it's just my morning of my day, mm-hmm. if I can take that slower um, and kind of take even outside of isolation when things start to go back to whatever the new normal is going to be, um, I hope to take that with me because I've found it made makes the mass makes the massive what's happened to my English tonight makes <laughs> a <laughs> massive difference to the rest of my day you know I think it's um and and having more time aside for me time and everything like that um as you said the industry can be pretty go 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 so it's it has been so nice and I've mm-hmm. definitely learned that it's something I 
love. They and no like, rush in the morning. Mm, it's like the yeah. rush to get to work. Like I'm always so stressed. And it's not like Steph's going to be at the office like, Laura, you are five minutes late today. No, like that's bad. No, of course not. But I'm so stressed every morning. Like I have to get there quick, 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 move, move, move. But it has been nice to not have that. Mm. Definitely. Mm. And and even just like <laughs> taking it, Steph. Yeah. Yes, you need to be on time. <laughs> Seb, I feel like you're very, like, you stick by the rules, don't you? No, I'm actually the one that's the quite office. flexible with oh my, my hours. I get into the office and I'm like, of course, Laura's here already. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is mad, though, isn't it, that we've gone from, like, even, like, in London, the commute is, like, you've got to get on, like, three different tubes and you've got to go from line to line to line and then you've got to walk to this place and, and I'm sure it's the same where you are and it's so strange that our our brains have kind of adapted um, quite quite quickly, I think. For me, it was by the second week, I was like, oh, well, I'm just at home. And I think that because <laughs> I've learned that actually our, our home and the way that Matt and I have created this space uh, to be our home is the most precious thing that has come from the last eight weeks. Like we're so lucky to live in a, in a place that doesn't have a garden, but we have light, we have windows, we have like all of this stuff that I, I think you just come back from a busy day at work and you just come back, you sit on the sofa and you're like, oh, I'll just eat my food or whatever. And you never really appreciate the surroundings mm. like you know like I have never enjoyed just sitting out on like our little rooftop and just just like taking in like we, we, we watch the sunsets now and I'm like I didn't even know that there were sunsets in London like honestly like I just think those kind of things are just I really think like you said Steph we come away from this and we just just appreciate the tiny little things and like the this even like nature like people have seen trees that they didn't even know existed like I discovered that there are now like uh, not now I'm sure they've been there for a long time but there are like these <laughs> green parrots in our park and I was like looking up and I was like Matt I didn't even know they existed in in England and he was like yeah they've been there for ages but we've we've got the time and like we're less distracted by people mm. well not people but like events and work and stuff like yeah I love I've I've really enjoyed it like just discovering things I feel like we're children again and we're like looking at things through like child's eyes I love that yeah absolutely and I mean speaking of being children again we'd love to hear about your childhood and what were you like growing up and what was your childhood like? Do you call it childhood in the UK? Is that, is that yeah, the term? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'd be interested to see what it would be if it was any different. I'm not going to start ripping like, the differences, I promise. It was only going that I was like, I love that. How are you going? <laughs> How are you going? Um, so I... <laughs> I was, I was naked the whole time as a child. Like literally I, and it's quite ironic because now I love shaking my bits in my bikini, not completely naked, but um, my mum and dad used to have to convince me to put clothes on by like uh, offering me popcorn or something. Um, I don't know why, I was just very liberated and just didn't like wearing a nappy. Um, No, I was just very like my main thing when I was younger was I just wanted to make people smile just wanted to like to interact with people like we'd be having picnics in the park and I'd like run over to another family and go and sit with them and offer them like something from our picnic I'd like mom and dad would be like Francesca come back I was like it's okay I'm just making friends so I just always 
I was just very sociable. I loved, loved people. And um, I just wanted, yeah, I wanted to be around people. And that is like, that's me now. But I feel like it, it's actually come full circle in the fact that I was so just free and like, like every child should be like that feeling of just, I can do what, like what I want and not in a boisterous way, but in a very like, the world is mine and I, and I can just like, Mm. I can, I can, I I literally used to do every sport after school and I'm sure it's the same. Like I used to do dance class, swimming, horse riding, tennis, all of this that like my mum, bless her, was just like, sure. Like if you want to do it, absolutely go for it, but I'll be your taxi. Um, and I feel like I've (laughs) just come back around. Like I went through that stage, which we, 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 I think we've all been through that stage of just, really disliking ourselves and trying to change ourselves in every way and I I really fell out with my body I fell out of friendship fell out of love with my body for ages because I was taught all these things and my brain I just was brainwashed to think that I wasn't good enough and and now I've come back full circle and I'm just like I feel like this lockdown has definitely made me realize that that I'm actually back to just being I just feel so free and without any restraint of like my my body or anyone telling me that I can't do this and I can't do that and actually like you realize as you get older and uh, that you it's never too late to do anything like even like Matt Matt's doing a course so so he's just started a uh he's got a brain here actually hilarious um (laughs) I'm in his study so he's learning about new no Oh my god, it's really long. Um, psychology, neuroscience, in mental health, and it's a master's. And he's thirty-one, wow. and like he's gone back into studying. And I just think there's never ever uh, the right time to do anything, and and you're never too old to do anything that you want to do. And actually, like discovering things and learning things just makes you a more interesting human. Like when I'm learning things and when I'm doing new things and taking risks, I'm so much more. Are fulfilled but also so much more interesting to not to other people but yeah my life just feels a bit more full and and yeah full of love and full of everything <laughs> so oh, yeah I, 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 I've, I've come full circle I think I love that I love that and you so you touched on that time I suppose um where you went through a bit of a a, a bit of a period where you might have lost that touch with your own body and and stuff and I've got to say you're one of our favorite Instagram accounts when it comes to body confidence celebrating other women like the way you put yourself out there and um, seem to shine so much confidence and and are also there for so many others and embracing everyone else and um, everything is so beautiful so first of all like thank you for doing that and you're amazing you're a massive inspiration to us um, but talk us through that journey you went on with your own body Thank you so much, Steph. That's so kind of you. <laughs> I I think that it all stems... I've always been really tall. Like, I towered over my mum and dad at the age of, like... I think I shot up past my mum when I was, like, 15. And she was like, whoa, she's going to be a tall girl. Um, and I was, like, just scraping six foot at, like... I think about 16, 17, and I've kind of been the tallest in my age, uh, tallest in my age group, tallest in my year, tallest in my friendship group. And all my friends were were petite and they were all like sharing each other's clothes. And I just realised at like 16, I was like, I can't fit into my friend's clothes. Like the, even if like I didn't have my PE kit, my sports kit at school, like 
I had to use um, like lost property from the boys things just because I was taller and I I was just, there was a, a bit more of me than my friends. And I think that really made me uh, not not self-conscious at that age, but it just made me aware. Like that was the first like, oh, you're a bit bigger. And then I started, um, I, I was scouted to, to be a model and they said we will... Uh, but, they scouted me and then said we will only take you on if you lose two stone and that kind of planted that seed of like you're definitely not good enough to be that and you're not yeah and then when I was dancing I was always made the boy so I was the I was the boy part and everyone was like get, getting to wear these beautiful girly dresses and I was like the boy in a suit having to like lift up the girls in ballet and everyone was like hi you're the boy and you're at the back of the photos and I think all these things that obviously when you're a child like you say things and I've said things before where I haven't realized the effects like um and I think just a lot of people said like oh you're always going to be goalkeeper in netball um, and I was kind of always there just stopping the balls because I was tall enough so I just think that that was the start of it and then I really just started taking that in like and just soaking up those you're not you're not small enough you're not small enough and I'm very much like I love a challenge and I always love not not proving other people wrong but maybe proving myself right or wrong that um I can be like well no I'll I'll show you I can get to that size and I just got smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until people were like oh my god you look amazing oh my god wow you've lost so much weight you look like half the size and then after like six months of like religiously not eating anything but greens and quinoa and I I I thought it was healthy, but it was so over healthy that it was unhealthy. Like I avoided every bit of fat and every sugar and all of this. And that was when I was like 17, 18. And then it went in six months, it went from like, you look incredible to, oh my God, you look disgusting. What have you done? And all of that. And I was like, oh God, I've gone too far. Um, but I didn't realize I'd gone too far at that point. And it's funny because I kept on kind of between the ages of 17 and I'd say like 22, it was like that. And I think a lot of girls, the majority of girls and guys can go through those stages. And you think that like, you kind of cover it up until you found like the root cause, you kind of cover it up. And it's like a camouflage of like, then I went to go do bikini competition and I kind of covered up all of that under eating and over exercising with oh but I'm doing a competition and it's all about like mm. how I look and, and I was like it's a challenge it's amazing but for me now a challenge is not how I look it's like being able to like walk a certain distance or being able to just do something that's not uh, solely based on me looking nice in a bikini with about four million coats of mahogany tan I was literally the color of like <laughs> It was gross. Um, but yeah, so I, I think it was hilarious. And honestly, my bikini, uh, I held it up the other day. It was like that small and it was just like gold jewels. Like my vagina was just like gold gems. I can't believe it even fit in there. Like I'm surprised something didn't like flap out. Like honestly, not that like they're big flaps, but like oh, I can't believe I said the word flap. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, and I think that it was around 22 that I was like... I am so done with like being an enemy to myself like I am literally it's it's me and my body for the rest of my life like why am I being kind to everyone else but not being nice to myself what's happened did you just get a little sneaky text
No, my thing told me to my my watch told me to breathe, but I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I love, it. I love that. I love it when it's like, yeah, it's, you, your stress levels are pretty high, and it's like, oh no, it's fine. I've just had a coffee. <laughs> that's that's my morning, literally. Um, yeah. So. I uh, it took me it took me a while I always say um it it wasn't like an a to b thing it was like the whole entire alphabet like I literally had to go from a to z and I'm still going like I'm still still learning like every single day but I am just so happy I'm so um it's it's really hard to describe because I don't even know if there's a word but I just feel such a connection with my body and such a nurturing like we did we did it and we're still going and (laughs) there's so much there's just so much appreciation and understanding for what it's just doing for me every single day and yeah I love it and it's it's my body the thing is it makes me so special Mm. it is such a good feeling isn't it it's just like but it makes me then appreciate other other women's and other people's bodies even more like I feel so I look at Mm, other people's bodies And it's funny, isn't it? When, you, when you're beating yourself up about your body, you look at other people's bodies differently and you think, well, she's got that and I, I want to have that. And it was always legs yeah. for me. I was like, and I had long legs, but I was like, I just want, I have a second bum. Like my bum goes like that and then it goes like that. It's got like an extra bum underneath it. And that for me stuck with me. And I've always wished to wear shorts. And now I'm like, well, I tell everyone else to wear shorts. So why wouldn't I wear shorts? And like, yeah. and now I look at, other girls in shorts and I honestly they're they're the other side of the street and I'm like yes go on girl like I honestly want yeah. to go up to them and be like well done Absolutely. you look amazing like honestly it I it's almost like this bubbling of just wanting to help and scream and shout about it and wanting to help everyone realize that we're not looking well obviously we've admitted that we were when back when we were thinking self-destructively but mm-hmm. we're not looking at anyone else and going they shouldn't be wearing shorts we're looking at them and being like that is incredible like mm-hmm. I'm so mm-hmm. but I think that's really shifted because of social media because we've we, we're all speaking more openly and honestly about it and back mm. when I was um beating myself up about everything and how I looked I was I was also helping and adding to the whole body image issue because I wanted to look perfect on social media and I wanted to edit my body and I wanted to do this because I wanted to look like everyone else. And when I kind of broke free from that and it was like this moment of like, I can't be adding to this problem anymore. That was when I was like, oh my God, wow. Like it was, I I, I tried to explain it to Matt. Like, you know, when a fan is on and the fan is quite loud at the beginning and then you kind of, your brain just gets used to the fan sound. And when the fan's turned Mm. off, you're like, oh my God, it's so quiet. It was like, I was so sucked in by the noise of like, you must be this and you must be that. And my brain just like, noise, noise, noise. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. And then when I turned that off, I was like, oh my God, I cannot be, I I, I cannot believe I was living with that for like six years of my life. And I cannot believe I almost believed myself that, and believed all these thoughts and these media things that actually I should change everything. And like, I tried every way I remember wearing a bin bag that I'd ordered from like eBay running on a treadmill sweating with this bin bag on and then I went in and I was like mom look how much I've sweated and my mum's always been like so healthy and she's a yoga teacher and she's just and she's a nutritionist and all of this she's incredible and she was just like oh Jessie no 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 you're losing water weight that's not losing what like weight and Mm. I was 
ah, oh, all these, all these fads, all these diets that we've all tried. I just can't mm. believe. Yeah. It's crazy the place I suppose your mind can take you when you get consumed in it and the way we reward yourself. I know when you said before about your um, your bikini bottoms, was there a point where you threw it out? Because I remember when I, I had a pair of jeans mm. back from when, when I was modelling overseas and I was so skinny and it was almost an achievement that I could buy the size that I did in my mind, which was, you know, the worst mm-hmm. way to think because our size does not define us in any way. But I kept them for so long because I was like, no, mm. no, no, maybe one day I'm going to fit into them like mm-hmm. that. And that's kind of how I valued myself, which is ridiculous. Obviously, they're gone. They are well and truly gone to a child because, <laughs> you know, you- they were children's size. <laughs> but at the time, you know, that was an achievement for me. So mm. did you throw out like that gold bikini and did that feel like a relief for you and, and you're not connected yeah. to it anymore and it didn't matter? It's so funny, isn't it? How like we saw that as an achievement when like yeah I remember fitting into my sister who's four years older than me her clothes and I was like yes I've made it like this is it and like that was like the pinnacle of my life whereas we have so much more to give than that but yeah the gold bikini could not even fit over like my baby toe like but it, it uh, honestly if I still had it now I would I would I would wear it as a mask oh my god I could have worn it as a mask for the coronavirus <laughs> That would have not worked. Um, Yeah, I chucked it out and I was like, big on. Um, Yeah, I used to be, I used to wake up with my tummy grumbling and be so proud of myself. And like, that was an achievement. And now, as soon as my tummy rumbles, I listen to my body. I'm like, I'm so sorry, I haven't fed you. And I like run up and like, I just, it's just amazing how, like you said, you can convince yourself all of these things. And like, I was listening to an incredible podcast the other day about imagination and anxiety. Like your brain has the most incredible capability of imagination. And imagination can be like when we were younger, like fairy tales and like imaginary friends. And then it can be when you're older, the imagination of like anxiety and imagining what's going to happen. And like all these things in your head that just maybe won't happen. And then like imagining us being that size that we probably wouldn't ever get to. And when we did get to that point, we wouldn't be happier because I just Mm -hmm. think like my size and my weight does not correlate with my happiness. Like we look back on photos and go, I thought I was big back then. I thought I was, Mm. I, yeah. And that just proves that proves that size and weight doesn't has nothing to do with body confidence for me body confidence is all up in the head it's all in our brain and and it's for me it's not just body confidence it's like I've kind of adapted like expanded it to be body celebration body acceptance body appreciation because for for some people body confidence doesn't actually ring true with them like it doesn't make them think oh, but I'm, com- I'm not confident in my body, so therefore I'm not body confident. It You don't have to be that. You don't have to be in love with your body. You can just, you can be accepting of your body. You can be appreciative of your body. You don't have to be body, you don't have to be self-love and I love this and I love that. Like, just find what works for you and whatever you connect to, then you'll be like, oh, if oh good okay yeah self-appreciation mm-hmm. and then you can always move like it might it might adapt it might evolve to some days it's self-appreciation some days it's self-celebration I'm like I'm celebrating my body like I'm ready <laughs> it just changes and like you don't have to stick with just one thing like yeah it evolves with with, with you like you grow and yeah it kind of goes with you 
So speaking of that confidence that you have and how much you put yourself out there and, you know, you do those dances in your bikinis and, and all that sort of stuff. Have you ever been, which I love, by the way, and I'm so happy that you are so comfortable in putting that out there, but have you ever questioned it? Have you ever kind of stopped and worried about, you know, putting that content out there? Maybe when you first started doing it, were you ever worried about the backlash or anything like that? The beginning of the first ever wibbly wobbly photo video I put up, which is what I called it back then, was petrifying. I was like, because I just hadn't seen it like three and a half years ago. No one was doing that. And I was just like, I've got to just be, I've got to be me because I was so worried with everyone else seeing me in real life going, she doesn't look like her Instagram and meeting me and going like, what does she do to her photos or this? And I thought with a video back then, I was like, you can't change, you can't edit a video. I want to show my body moving. I want to show it like how I kind of see it in the mirror. And back then I was, I was like, oh my God, this is, this is so exposing. And I did get backlash and I did get loads of hate and being like, oh, well, you're fine because you've got a bod- you've got your body. And um, but I was like, no, 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 you- no, it's not about how my body looks. It's the it's the kind of expedition that I've been on with my body. Mm. And I felt that that could help people. And I, I've only lived in my body. You've only lived in your body. Like no one understands mm. what you've actually been through until they've lived in your body your whole life. So I just feel like without judgment you just think well she's come to that place where she can show her body moving and being completely normal and natural how all our bodies do move in different ways um and that for me that's what I wanted to show it wasn't necessarily that's what I find hard with Instagram because it is so visual and because you have to put a post up to then put a caption up sometimes I find that really hard because I have so much I want to say but sometimes I'm like but I don't want it just to be a photo of me because that's that's mm. kind of like adding to the whole well it's only it's about how you look but then the caption comes after I feel like that does add to the aesthetics and like all of the body image things because you have to always have a visual with the writing I don't know if Instagram will ever just do captions but no one will probably read them then um so but now <laughs> I genuinely I don't have any like second thought I think if it mm. if it helps I always do if it's going to help someone or if it, if it helps me and it's something that 16-year-old me wishes I would have seen back then, why wouldn't I put it out? Like, there are always going to be people that are like, but, but you're so lucky because you look like that or uh, how do you know what it feels like to be um, that upset with your body or whatever? I just think they don't know. They don't know what mm-hmm. we've been through, me and my, bo- my body and I. So I don't listen to their opinions anymore. I used to, and it used to really get me. And I used to kind of adapt my content to kind of please them. But now I'm like, mm. why wouldn't I put it out? Like I and, I, and I don't just do like, I try and stay away from just posting every single post about body confidence or, mm. or my body. Because that, like I said, I don't want it just to be like fixated on my bodies. Because then people will be like, oh, well, I'm only on this planet to look a certain way even if you're going because I feel like it it does work in both ways um so I do try and do other bits and and talk about life and obviously the reason we're here is not just to 
uh yeah just to be a um a body there's so much like going on inside there's like I always say there's like four layers of us there's like your outer shell which is like what you see right now and then once you start to get to know someone or or a best friend or a sister or whatever you just peel back those layers and you're like the juicy bits inside are what we're going to be known like remembered for like no one's Mm -hmm. ever going to stand up at my funeral and be like I love Chessie because she fit into that teeny tiny bikini when she was 18 years old. Like, <laughs> no one's going to remember me for that. Like, people are hopefully going to be like, I, I enjoyed Chessie's company or I like this or whatever. Um, I just think that, like, our best friends, our, our pe- the people that know us, the people that love us, do- probably don't even, like, look at us or any of the bits. Like, you, I remember when I used to, like, I was with a really negative boyfriend at the time of bikini comp. And I was like... I I was fixated on my body so I was seeing change and I was like oh my god I've 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 got to this size and whatever and they didn't notice and not because he was negative and and um probably not a very supportive boyfriend but because it probably didn't even like go through his mind like Mm. Jesse looks like that because he wasn't with me for my body and and Mm. and again I think you two have been through this with obviously the wedding people that that's what upsets me so much about this whole I want to look good for my wedding and fit into my dress mm-hmm. and like I find that uh, incredible if you feel empowered looking a certain way in your dress and you genuinely feel better then amazing that is your choice but your fiance and your future partner has proposed mm-hmm. to you because of you and the lovely soul like all of those bits inside not how you're going to look in the dress walking down the aisle um and and I got I got hate from um, a post that I put up with a big dress saying like, it wasn't even saying this is my dress, but people were like, why would you choose a big dress when you talk about body confidence? You're covering up your body. Like, why wouldn't you want to show off your body? Oh. And I was like, okay, you're choosing what I'm going to wear for my wedding, are you? Like, but... Oh, oh <laughs> mate, don't don't worry. Whatever you pick, someone will have something to say. That's all I can say. From, <laughs> That's it. From, from my experience, people will say whatever they want to say about your wedding dress and they can all just go away. <laughs> Thank um, you. But I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. It is crazy the, the kind of pressure that society puts on brides to be. Mm. Um, I remember pre-wedding, the amount of interviews I got that asked me what diet or exercise regime I was on pr- prior to my wedding. I was like, same as always. Why would it change? <laughs> you know, I agree. Wow. It's wild, isn't it? And it's like, I, I, I have so much more that I want to talk about than just that. Like, it's almost like mm. they value, yeah, like people value you and find that the most interesting thing, which just mm. adds to it all. Like, it's like, oh, no, 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 I've, I've done a lot of other things other than just lose weight like I've got a, a lot more and uh, to speak about but I, I get it like uh, I totally understand why people are still I think we have shifted uh, uh, from that like three four years ago um and I think it is incredible like the movement and stuff that it, it helps with well has been helped with social media um but obviously there's still a lot like we see I think the shift between back when I was growing up, obviously we just had magazines. Like I Mm. didn't see Mm -hmm. any diversity in those magazines and no inclusivity. And now I feel like we have come, like 10 years of just like, we see people that we can actually relate to. And even if we don't look like them, I can be like, oh my God, one of my best friends looks like them or someone that I worked with and like they're on the front cover. And, Mm. And I think that is phenomenal for young girls to look up to and be like, 
oh my god I'm on a billboard like literally well it's not them but someone that looks like me (laughs) is on there so I just I think that is incredible and we we've got a long way to go but we are we're getting there We're, we're definitely seeing movement oh definitely yeah it's nice to see more people represented in the media in Australia, definitely, it's mm, been... Yeah, um, it has it's been, moved, definitely. Yeah, it's still, as you said, it still has a long, long, long way to go, but it's nice mm. that it that it's getting somewhere. And I think it has... A social media's had a little bit to do with it, I think, because people... It, it gives people a platform that they didn't have mm. before. So now we would love to talk about Matt, your beautiful <laughs> fiancé. So when you speak about him, you light up and you seem like you have the most supportive and beautiful relationship. So can you tell us about him? Oh, he is lovely. My, He's just incredible. He's the sort of... Like, my mum said, if we'd met each other when we were, like, three, four years old, we would have been, like, best mates. Like, we... <laughs> I. I used to have a friend when I was like four that I used to bless him. He he had no choice in the matter, but he used to come around for play dates and he used to leave <laughs> looking like a fairy. And I dressed him up in like a tutu and I put makeup on him and like poor his and he was fine. He was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I I, I like it. It's quite <laughs> it's quite fun. He literally Matt probably would have run away, but he I just I had that that love and that connection with boys from a young age as in like I just I got on so well with with some boys um because I have a brother and just yeah I just love the mix of like girlfriends and boyfriends and um mixing them all up into my circle and I just think that he is he's just he's me but with a willy he's like I (laughs) that's literally he's just the male form of me um he's just so supportive and so understanding and just he's just incredible like he literally well he he has a he's type 1 diabetic so he has like a um it's it's he doesn't like to call it a condition but he he's lived with that for well over half of his life he was diagnosed when he was 14 but and that that just shows me like he never complains about it you wouldn't even know i live with him 24/7 and you wouldn't even know unless he's going low or whatever and that doesn't define him but that really shows me that he can just He's just a superhuman, like, he is amazing. And I know that we all, like, we're so lucky that we're in lovely, Mm. loving relationships and we all look up. And he adds to my life. He doesn't, like, ever... I think before him, I was like... You know, when we all go through it, I was like, I hate boys, they're all there. I just, I don't want... I don't want to ever be with a boy again. Um, And he really proved to me that, uh, yeah, that he can be that the boys are lovely and obviously I'm very lucky that my brother and my dad have shown that but yeah he's he's fantastic and he's probably been the best person to be locked down with ever um, and we're very lucky that we're we're stuck with each other um I don't think he thinks that when I'm dancing around <laughs> the living room naked <laughs> you're stuck with me he's so happy golf courses are now open in the UK so he's oh, like so is Josh Yes, yes. Josh went today. It, they Did just opened this week and Josh went today. <laughs> He's Matt's going today. He's got a three o'clock. He's like, so, I've never seen him so excited. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, he's he's fantastic. He's like, he's just a bundle of joy and just so kind and nurturing. And yeah, I can't wait to get married to him in a year. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm very, very excited for you. That's That's awesome. Um, and I have to say congratulations on your book, Be Your oh, Own Best Friend. That's thank so you. exciting. Um, did you ever see yourself as an author? We 
can't wait to read it. And I, I was watching your stories the other day when you were doing the audio book and you had the <laughs> recording guy in the, in the studio and you were saying things about your vagina and I was like, this is oh the God. best <laughs> content. Bless him. Honestly, so I'm, I'm there like recording. Obviously, I haven't been out for eight weeks. So I was just like, oh my God, I'm free. It was like the best social distancing <laughs> setup because obviously he's in his studio. I'm in there and there's like glass between mm. us. So we were like, this is great. This is like how everyone should communicate from now on. Um, but bless him. He was like, don't worry, I've grown up with two sisters. And I was like, no, no, you're not quite ready for this. Like no. I was talking about my menstrual cup getting so stuck up me when I first put it up that I had to get my fingers up and like, I'm doing the actions. This is gross. Um, and I literally had to like grab the teeny tiny like rubber tail and like pull it out. And as I pulled it out, explosion. So bless him. He's like, He's like, I wasn't really expecting that. And like, oh, and then we obviously I get it wrong because I'm reading it. And then I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Can I re-record that bit? And he's like, to say that again. I'm like, yes. <laughs> so he was brilliant. He was so funny. And yeah, the book is, it obviously has been pushed back. It was meant to be coming out in like a few days, but it's been pushed back to uh, the middle of June. But it doesn't matter. Like I honestly don't, there's much far far worse oh you're just getting people more and more excited about it (laughs) well yeah now that they've seen that there's stuff about like yeah i i I wrote a bit just just as a joke i wrote i wrote a bit about like um for young girls like you shouldn't base your contraception on what your best friends are doing so like just because you've heard oh teresa hated the coil like as soon as the doctors ripped pulled it out it ripped her flaps out as a joke literally as a joke, like not saying that that the coils ever done that, and then people, I put it up on my thing as a like saying, um, reading it out loud, and people were like, I'm so scared to get my coil taken out, and I was like, Oh no, 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 no. I was like, No, no, I'm so sorry. As in, like, it's a joke. Like Teresa, yeah. So, oh uh, yeah, I really hope that I put no one off. I've, I've put. I hope I haven't put anyone off the coil. I've never had the coil, but yeah, I'm just really <laughs> excited about it coming out and. Um, I I loved re- I loved writing it and I'm I'm the sort of person to like uh well I'm obviously very open and honest on social media but this was like a safe space for me yeah. to write anything and yeah. I and I really I loved it I found it so cathartic like opening up little like unspoken memories that I was like oh I forgot about that and then writing it down mm-hmm. and I just hope that like younger me would have re- read it and been like Oh, I really needed to hear that. Like, Chessie's been through it. I can go through it. Um, and, yeah. So, I kind of, like... I've, I kind of shared everything. I think there's, like, mm. more that I can. And, obviously, it was written before all of this happened. So, I think people mm. might quite like reading something other than coronavirus. <laughs> coronavirus! Yes. yes. Yeah, totally. So, how long has it been in the works? Like, how long were you writing it? I started writing it, like, last... August so it's been like mm-hmm. ha- I don't know where we are in the year it's it's been like <laughs> it's, I don't, like that, isn't it? <laughs> it's like what day is it um <laughs> I don't know it's been a while but um yeah it was funny reading it out like not apparently not many people read their own books out for audiobook but I was like oh no I really want to because it'd be nice to actually speak to people um through their headphones and um it was funny I was like reading it, I was like did I write that? Because I wrote it so long ago. I was like, God, I wrote, I wrote some of it in Australia, actually. And um, it was on like, I was, we were only there for like four days in the end. But I wrote some of it like 
um, on the coach to Australia. So I remember the bits that I wrote in Australia, which is really nice. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's like international. <laughs> <laughs> How long did, does it take you to read a book out loud? A long time, does it take Laura. Ages? It, uh, so it's 36,000 words, which I thought, I was like, I'll be able to get it done in a day. Nope. Um, it was like 20 hours of reading. And honestly, by the wow. end, my voice, I was like, <sighs> um, mm. yeah, it was, it, was, it was a long time. And even when you've written it, you still get the things, like, uh, like it's going back and forth. Like, oh, can you read that again? Apparently I say words really weirdly. The, the audio guy said he was like you don't say anything you say anything and then like lit- I can't say little I say little so yeah all of these things that I never never knew now I know now you do <laughs> now I know so what what are you looking forward to most um on the other side of all of this Oh, to hug my mum and to hug my friends and just, and to see my best friend's babies grow up. Like my goddaughter, just like she, so one of my, um, she's basically like my child, but I didn't give birth to her. Um, One of my best friend's (laughs) children, who's a bridesmaid who thinks she's a lion. She's going to be a lion at the wedding. Um, She was like, I don't want to wear a dress. I want to wear a lion outfit. I was like, sure absolutely um she she thinks I've been on holiday for nine weeks bless her because because that's how her mum has said it like so she every time she's on FaceTime she goes how's holiday I'm like oh she's only three so she's literally yeah she's in her own little world but yeah just to hug people and actually just to spend more time enjoying life instead of just working and realizing Mm. that there's just so much more like there's so much more joy in um like yeah just going and sitting in the park and being able to be close to each other and not having to go to all of these different work events and like proper conversation like you said Mm. Steph you've been on the phone loads I feel Mm. like I'm having longer conversations with people more in-depth conversations than ever because we have the time and we're not as distracted and and I really I just can't wait to to do that in real life (laughs) Oh, totally agree. Mm. That's very nice. Um, We wanted to finish on maybe a piece of advice you would have for your younger self. I mean, maybe it's even something that you left for yourself in the book. Um, But yeah, just a piece of advice for either your younger self or young listeners. Um, So to treat yourself as if you are your best friend and to take your own advice. And if if that can be anything from going to a work into like a job interview and being like oh I, I, I'm not good enough for this job and actually what would you say to your best friend like I would say if anyone's going to do it it's you and if they don't want you then, then then they've lost you like taking that advice whether it's your body whether it's to do with relationships whether it's to do with coming out to your parents like all of these life things that we think that we're going through on our own at that age and we're like we're the only people going through it actually just talking talking about it saying it out loud and then taking that advice for yourself and treating yourself as if you are your own best friend I love it and giving yourself a cuddle like I feel like that obviously when when we're allowed out I feel like we all need more human touch like and I've literally some uh, Matt will come in and I'm like giving myself a hug and he's like what are you doing I can I can hug you and I'm like I know but I'm just just reminding my body that I'm here and I'm looking after it and like just honestly just wrapping your arms around yourself it's like 
I don't know, it just feels really comforting. I mean, I, I'm just, yeah, I'm just now here I want to do it. I'm like, I'm like, that looks so really nice. It, it feels really nice. Although I'm actually quite, I'm, it's really hot in here, so I'm really sweaty. So I just felt my sweaty armpits while I hung. <laughs> oh, what, what? Uh, I want to know your advice. I know that you say, you, you ask people on your podcast every single time, but what advice, just quickly, what advice would you give to your younger self? Oh, I do. I mean, I love that one. I think mm. that's awesome. You know, talk to yourself as if you're your best friend or your sister is something that we often say. And it's so, so beautiful and mm. so true. Um, but I definitely would do my best to make sure that I didn't try and grow up too quickly. I think that there was a stage, particularly in my late teens, where I thought I could be older sooner. And I just wish that I enjoyed the simple kind of childhood life for a little bit longer, I think. Yes, That's less so black true. eyeliner for you. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Just kidding, just kidding. And um, mine's <laughs> very similar to yours in that it's just a no. Yeah, just know that you, what what you look like mm. um, doesn't define anything to do with you, and there's no correlation between your worth and and who who you are and what you look like. Because I think who you are is obviously just so much more important that what's on the inside that. and when you spoke about the um, it just reminds me of shrek you know the juices on the inside yes, yes, yes. you peel yes. back the layers yeah that that was perfect that's I what's love important that. what's underneath all the layers so yeah that, oh. that's fine but um thank you so much for joining us on the podcast oh. we've loved chatting to you and, and our community will just i mean if they're not oh, already yeah. following you you guys you need to go follow right now because you bring so much light to our lives so thank you and oh. thank you for your time you're so special. Thank you, girls. And I absolutely loved it. I feel like I'm with you in your living room or bedroom. <laughs> yeah, we're on we're the just... floor in a spare bedroom. <laughs> I love that. You're going to bed. I'm going to have a good day. <laughs> but thank you so much, girls. Lots of love. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed that chat. Um, we'll pop Chessie's uh, tag in our show notes so that you can give her a follow. She was so awesome to chat oh, to. Oh, I loved her. Yeah. It was so nice. And it was so funny when we finished the podcast on Zoom. We just we sat there and we were like, can we just keep chatting to you for <laughs> a day? Can we be best friends? And we got all our dogs because she's got a groodle. Mm. And no, 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 no. It's a, I think it's a schnoodle. Yeah. She has a, got a gorgeous. Oh, is it a spoodle? No, it's a spoodle. A spoodle. Yeah. A gorgeous Dog. Very cute. So cute. <laughs> and then we got Billy and Ari and they, yeah. they, they were just like we were having FaceTime. Yeah. It was just really nice. So, yeah, thank you so much, Chessie, for coming on. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it, which I'm sure you will mm. have. And now for us to sign off, um, thank you for listening. Yeah. And uh, actually, what I, we would love to ask from you guys, if you have a moment, it would be amazing um, for you to support this podcast if you want of course no pressure but if you do <laughs> like it it does really really support us if you go and give us a rating in the apple podcast app or whatever wherever you listen to podcasts that would be amazing yeah and we really enjoy like seeing you guys um which ones you particularly enjoy so if there's one that stands out to you um feel free to share it it's really awesome to kind of see you get excited about the guests and it gives us a lot of good feedback as to like maybe what you guys love listening to because yeah, we're planning for the next season we are. we're about to finish this season so we're planning for season three so yeah. any feedback is very um appreciated so thank you and if you want to follow us uh not on this podcast you can as well <laughs> so you can follow us on social media at keep it cleaner at seth claire smith or at laura.henshaw and if you would like to find out more about the kick program you can and we've got a seven-day trial on our website at www.keepitcleaner.com.au and we will speak to you next week bye guys Thank you.